0: Hi, I'm Brian. Hear the dog barking? That means it's time for me to start recording my podcast. Welcome to my Midlife Playbook podcast. Today I want to talk to you about goals. I've been to the health club now for a couple weeks just to kind of get into the routine. I just want to see where I'm at, how do I feel, and uh, get get into it. But it's hard to stay motivated if you don't really know why you're there. You've got to have You people with kids, you'll notice I sat down and sat on a plate. Recognize her? Dora knows. Her and a little monkey friend. If you're going to go somewhere, you need to know two things. Where are you? Where are you going? And then, you need a map. I'm the map. Otherwise, you're just spinning your wheels. And Seriously, you have to have some goals in mind so you know... Why are you there? What are, what are you working out for? And one of the things everyone says, well, what's your goal? they no lose weight, I want to get in shape. It's not really a goal though. It's a want. I want to get in shape. I want to lose weight. I want to be stronger. I want to be built. I want to be better looking. I want to feel better. Those are wants, they're desires. They're not goals. Goals have to be distinct. They have to be concrete. They have to be smart. Smart. One of them, uh, what do you call it? uh, anagrams. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound. Smart goals. I want to get fit. Not specific. Specific is, I want to lose 10 pounds. That's specific. Don't forget, it's got to be time-bound, too. And attainable. You know it's measurable, right? You can weigh yourself. I weigh 250 pounds. I want to lose 10 pounds. So... I can measure when I'm 240, I've reached my goal. Attainable, I wanna lose 10 pounds by next Thursday. Not attainable, time bound. Next Thursday's time bound, but not attainable. But I wanna lose 10 pounds by October. Now you're talking. It's specific, it's measurable, it's attainable, it's relevant, and it's time bound. That is a goal, better than I wanna lose weight. We'll get into pounds versus body fat percentage, which is a better goal. It's a better measurement than just poundage for a few reasons, and John Zweigrich and I uh, touched on that in the last episode, right? But uh, for now, all right, we we all wanna lose weight, so we'll just keep it at weight. So now you know your destination. We're gonna use our example, I wanna lose 10 pounds by October, but you have to know where you're starting from. You gotta figure out where you're at before You can figure out how to get to where you want to be. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. So you need to do an evaluation. If you go to a health club, even if you don't belong, here's a tip. A lot of times to get you to join, they'll give you a free evaluation. And it's their way of trying to sucker you in to join in the gym or signing up for personal training. And they'll do all this work for you. Now, if you can afford to, it's probably the best route to go. But if you can't to to actually join up and, and have a personal trainer lead you through it, but if you can't afford that, hey, go check out a club. Go, don't go to a small operator go for that. Go to one of those big corporate gyms. Waste their time. Don't waste a small business time and get an evaluation. But if you don't want to do that because it's kind of scummy, you can do it yourself. These are the things you want to measure your weight, your body fat percentage, your waist to hip ratio, your abdominal circumference. Resting blood pressure, your resting heart rate. Figure out what those are. If you go to my YouTube channel, my Midlife Playbook podcast on YouTube, I have videos to show you how to measure your waist and your hips to figure out your waist to hip ratio, how to measure your ab circumference. As guys, we like to think our waist is here, down at the, you know, where we wear our jeans down below our belly. It's really not. If you look at those old pictures of guys in the 40s and 50s, and their pants come up, halfway up their belly, that's actually the way you're supposed to wear them. That's where your waist is. So when we measure our waist for our jeans, yeah, I fit 34s down here, my right, just above my pelvic bone, not really where your waist measurement is. It's up, up higher. All, those, uh, all, all that is on my YouTube. I, I walk you right through how to do that. Now you know where you're starting from. You have your weight. You have your body fat percentage. There's a bunch of ways to do that. Uh, you can. There's calipers that you can buy on Amazon. It's hard to do on your own because you really got to pinch and pull. And you know, it's, it's bad, especially for women, because you don't want to measure here because you have, if I remember my biology classes, you have breasts here, and those are fatty tissue. So you're not going to get a good measurement of your body fat percentage if you grab your breast and measure that. You measure the back of your arm instead. And there's other places in your body where you measure. Uh, it's online, it, it comes in the caliper directions, but it's hard to do yourself. So that you either want to get a friend who knows what they're doing, or a personal trainer who knows what they're doing. But the other way to figure out your body fat percentage, they have scales. They sell scales with bioelectrical impedance. So you stand on a scale barefoot, These little metal things, and it shoots something up. I don't know how it works. Some kind of Frankenstein thing up through your body, and it can go, whoa, this is how fat you are. It gives you your body fat percentage right below your poundage. They're not very expensive, but I'm sure they got to have a model sitting around Bed Bath & Beyond somewhere. Walk in there, take your shoes off, figure out your body fat percentage, take a picture of it, walk out. But if you got the money, buy one so you can keep track of that. You want to measure it going down, too. I said this before. I, I can't stress it enough. Before you start any workout regimen, go to your doctor and get clearance from your doctor that it's okay to do it. It's your first step. And that's also where you're going to get your resting blood pressure, resting heart rate. If you don't have a machine like I have here, this is from Walgreens. It's not that expensive. I borrowed mine from my mother-in-law, so it's even cheaper for me. So now you know where you are. This is where I'm starting from. These are the things I want to work on. Now I can figure out my goals, my smart goals, my specific, measurable, attainable relevant, and time-bound goals. It's like having a GPS. Location, starting location, destination. Now you got them. Now when you go to the gym, on days you don't want to, especially on days you don't want to go to the gym, there's a lot of days I don't want to go to the gym. I didn't want to go today, but I went, oh, and I got a story for you when this is done. And I'm almost done, so stick with me. So when you're at the gym and you're struggling to get through it, why am I doing this? Remember, my goals. That's right. Sometimes they're not physical goals as much as they are strength goals or endurance goals. I want to be able to run a mile in less than 13 minutes by such and such a date. Uh, There's a hot chocolate 5K coming up in November. I want to be able to run that beginning to end by November, I can bench press 95 pounds 10 times. I want to be able to bench press 120 pounds 10 times. Those are also goals. So don't have to be necessarily uh, what you look at. It can be gym goals too. Once you reach that goal, now you start new. Now you have a new starting point, set a new goal. Alright, now I want to run a mile in less than 11 minutes. And you can keep setting new goals new goals. Before you know it, you're at that long-term goal. But you got there through all these little short-term goals. I'm telling you, it gives you that motivation when you don't have motivation, having that goal in mind. Otherwise, you just find yourself on back at it. Why am I doing this again? Your goal. That's why. If you don't have a goal, you don't have an answer to that question. Why am I doing this? I don't know. I could be sitting at home eating Doritos and watching Jeopardy. Why am I I here sweating my ass off? Because your goal. Write it down in your notebook. You have to have a notebook if you're lifting weights. You have to, and you should be lifting weights. We're going to get into that in future future podcast episodes, but get a notebook. Little one you can take to the gym, a little pen, (laughs) write down progress. see that you're progressing toward your goals. And put your goals in there. You can write them on every page. So when you get there, you look at them. That's right. That's right. That's my goal. I'm working toward that. That's why I'm here. So here's my story about what Dummy did this week. This is what I did I'm a Dummy. So I'm starting to go to the gym again, right? I'm going to go lift weights. I'm going to get strong. Uh, I'm going to get back into it. i got to go three times a week to lift. Try to go <clears throat> twice a week to run, at the very least. I'm not starting out gangbusters. I'm going to talk about this in another episode, kind of how I'm starting out. Because I, I sticking with it is the most important part. And I have found that if I go there and do too much all at once, I either hurt myself and then don't go back for a few weeks or ever, or I burn myself out right away. I can't, I can't, I can't put myself through that again. And then I fall off and I I don't go back. So kind of slowly get myself back into it so I don't burn myself out. So I stick with my program and I'm feeling really good. I lifted I, next day I ran, I lifted again, I come home and I'm going to, I got to make a smoothie and I'm weak. I'm shaking. I get a good workout in. I get it. I get my protein powder and I get my beet juice powder because my blood pressure has got to come down. I put my banana in there and my blueberries because they're good for your heart. And they fiber, to, you know, I mean, you drink, take a cup of blueberries and you're cleaned out within an hour. Get my kefir, poured in in. And I look up where I have a bunch of vitamins and supplements that I never use because I bought them when I was going through. I got to do better. And and then they sat there and collected dust. And I pulled down this one. It says niacin B3. Some of you know where I'm going with this. Why do I have this? I don't know. At some point, I don't know if I thought it would help my hair stay in my head or my fingernails grow better or bring down my triglycerides. something. For some reason, at some point a few years ago, I thought I needed niacin. So... I, uh, maybe I needed wood in my pencil. I lead my pencil. I don't know what, what I thought it was going to do for me, but I bought this, and I have never opened it. And I look on the bottom, and it expired in 2019, and this is 2021. So I get out the Google machine, and I type in, uh, does it matter <laughs> if my supplements have expired? And basically what it says is, hey, vitamins lose their potency when they expire, but they don't become dangerous to take. Now, I don't know if that's true or not because it's just – some, I don't even know what the source was, just some goof off of Google telling me what I wanted to hear. So I open it up and I can't find me. there's supposed to be a little scoop in there, right? I can't find a little scoop anywhere. <clears throat> so I like I would with any other. So I sprinkle a little in there. In my smoothie. I find a scooper, finally. Uh when I pull the scooper out, it is about it maybe half a thimble. It's tiny, tiny, tiny little scoop. Like this is telling me I'm not supposed to use much of this. And look at what I sprinkled in there. And it's probably, it's more than a scoop, but not a lot more. Yeah. It's already in there anyhow. I suppose I could have scooped it off the top. I didn't. Like a dummy, I had to put the, not the Niacin D3 back, <coughs> shake up my smoothie, put it on the magic bowl, and everything spins. I drink it. That's the whole thing. I drink about half of it, a couple sips. 30, Forty-five seconds go by. You ever have one of those Play-Doh machines? Your kids have the Play-Doh barber shop where you put the little bald guy on the on the barber chair stuff with Play-Doh, and you push him down, and the hair just starts coming out of his head. That's how I felt if uh, that Play-Doh were on fire, because my scalp—it was like every follicle on my head. Living and dead was had just something hot. It was like old faithful. Every little one was, you were going around Yellowstone and each one is just shooting steam out of it. Just and I was hoping maybe it's waking up lazy ones. This has gotta be the nice because I never had I use the other stuff all the time. Nice, and I don't use all the time. Burning on my head starts to spread to all my arm hairs and then all my leg hairs. And then I look in the mirror, and my face looks like I, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw it, it looks like our coral-colored pillow here. I was bright beet red, like I had just come out of a volcano. And I got out the Google machine again and typed in, niacin hot and it comes up niacin flushing so i click on that and sure enough too much niacin will do that to you so now i'm on fire from the inside out so i take some water everything i read online says the flushing will go in a, away in an hour or two and you'll be back to normal it's not real dangerous unless you take a lot of it and then it can cause liver damage this is all the stuff i've read i don't know what's true or what's not but i do know that the next day, I uh, I wake up and my legs now I'm fine. My my head is now stopped burning, uh, everything has stopped burning. But later that day, now my legs are itchy, like really really itchy. I think I got a sunburn when I went golfing. Nope, this ain't a sunburn. This is a big time rash. my legs, the back of my legs. Then I look and it's on my arms. It's on my chest. It's on my back. I'm guessing it's got to be the niacin still. I don't know what else it could be. Go to the doc in the box and she says, well, it's something you ingested. I wouldn't have that powder again. I said, no, I threw that away as soon as my head started on fire. So I <laughs> now I got to take Benadryl. I got to take prednisone, and look up the side effects of prednisone. It relieved the itching. My big-time rash is now gone, but uh, prednisone will make you gain weight. So I'm only on it for a couple weeks, but here I am trying to work my butt off to lose weight and get healthy, but dummy me throws some kind of Stupid supplement that no one told me to use that I brought up on my own. that was expired anyhow. I have no idea why I'm adding it to my protein drink. And I end up on medicine that makes me gain weight while I'm trying to lose weight. Thank you for joining me on my Midlife Playbook podcast. Join me next week. Now we've talked about where we are, where we want to go. Next week, we're going to talk about how to get there. Bring a notebook. All right. Thank you very much for joining me. Good luck on your journey. Stay safe. Don't ingest things. You don't know what they are. I'll try to do the same. Don't forget to subscribe to my Midlife Playbook podcast on YouTube. Follow me on Facebook. Like me on Instagram. Tweet me on Twitter. And subscribe to the podcast itself wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, anywhere you get your podcasts. And please, tell your family and friends to do the same. I'm Brian. See you next time on my Midlife Playbook.